Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Is there an age cutoff for a big blowout themed birthday bash? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, is at home napping. Night night. Night night, Bradley, because he did the morning show. Yeah. Holly and I are here with you till three o'clock today. And uh there were a few big birthday parties in Celebrity Land over the weekend. And celebrities are notorious for having huge themed birthday parties that they invite all their adult friends to. And they people have to dress up and blah, blah, blah. We were wondering, is there an age cutoff for a party like that if you're not a celebrity? celebrity? 651-641-1071. Yeah, like when's the cutoff when you're going to somebody's birthday party, if it's themed, whatever, either you don't have time for that or, you know, you yourself, you're just like, I am not going to do that. But there were a couple of big themed birthday parties happening over the weekend big leo energy happening Uh one would be joe jonas he had a birthday party over the weekend uh, at his 30th birthday party and he had a james bond themed birthday party okay complete with a photo booth and a james bond themed font for his name okay i'm a fun wrecker i'm here to wreck the fun yeah do it if somebody's having a birthday party an adult is having a birthday party and it requires me to dress up or behave. Well, first of all, you know, I hate Halloween. So you can imagine that the notion of dressing up for a party when it's not even Halloween actually makes my skin crawl. And you don't even get to pick what you dress up as. Yeah. It's, the theme has already been selected yeah. for you. So in this case with Joe Jonas, it's James Bond that might limit you and your costume choices. Well, and the thing, the other thing with this is that this, these are, this is in celebrity land. So you can't show up like I would, where I would be like, you know, in normal human land, like Holly, if you were like, I'm having a James Bond themed uh, birthday party, dress up as a, J- a James Bond character. I'd be like, cool. That's so great. Actually, you know what? I got this other thing going on right afterwards. So we're just going to drop in. So I'm not going to be dressed up because that's what I would do in order to avoid being dressed up. I'd just be like, yeah, we'll just stop by and then we got to move. You can't do that in celebrity land. No, you can't. You because just- this is going to be an event with cameras and You'll get called out. So that means that you're looking at this Joe Jonas's 30th birthday party. And you're like, oh, God, if I'm the one person who doesn't dress up, I'm totally going to be called out for it. So I have to go and I have to rent the costume, et cetera, et cetera. Well, Joe Jonas over the weekend, Colleen, wasn't the only celebrity who had a big themed birthday party. Donnie Wahlberg, formerly of of New Kids on the Block, had a bunch of hits. (sighs) Chinese food makes me sick, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they had that served at this birthday party, but Jenny McCarthy, his wife, threw Donnie Wahlberg a 
Versace themed 50th no. birthday party in Absolutely Chicago. Absolutely not. A Versace themed. Well, that's pressure right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. you have to show up in Versace. Oh, and they have matching outfits. Jenny McCarthy is there. She had a wardrobe change. I just, I can't. I mean, it, when, when do you get to the point when you're just like, I, when this becomes on something on your Murtog list, the Murtog list coming from how I met your mother, the character Murtog from lethal weapon, uh-huh. one of his famous lives lines played by Danny Glover is I'm too old for this bleep. Yes. This themed birthday parties after the age of 15 are totally oh, unequivocally I think you're being generous. My Murtog list. Well, I well at 15, I don't necessarily know if that's what kids do these days, if they think that that's cool. It could be. I don't know. I watched my super sweet 16 back in the day. Yeah. That was obnoxious. Yep. But just the effort Going into something like this. Well, and you know, it's not the effort on the part of the birthday E. It's like the people around the birthday. Yeah. That have to put the effort in. 651-641-1071. What's the cutoff for a themed birthday party like this? I would say 10. 10. And I'm actually being generous because I actually think like eight. I don't know. I have a real weird thing about birthday parties yeah after the age of like eight or nine yeah it gets to be a little gift grabby a little look at me um that said i i'm not trying to be judgy i go to birthday parties and i enjoy birthday parties um but i don't enjoy ones where i'm being requested to dress up although i don't think i've ever been invited to one of those because people know better (laughs) Right. They're like, mm, she won't Colleen dress Lindstrom, up. She won't participate. She's just going to do a drive by. Every party house. has a pooper. That's why we invited Colleen Lindstrom, um, the party pooper. But it, it is one of those things, though, where it's just like, oh, okay, like, yay, happy birthday. Why do I have to wear these specific outfits? You feel the pressure. Well, you know and then why if you I don't, don't participate, then there's the hot, seething, like, passive aggressive look that the birthday e gives and here's my other thing when it comes to like uh um the what's uh what was the theme that joe jonas did oh the james bond theme my big thing with that is specifically is adults dressing up as characters from movies it makes me feel like i have to be in the character of the movie Oh, and yeah. then I'm like, I, but everybody knows I'm not that person. I'm me. And this now this is just awkward. Well, I'm a yeah. party pooper. Sorry. That's how costumes work, Colleen. I know. And I don't like it. I feel like I'm too old for that. That's all. You get to make an adult choice about your life. Anyways. Well, it's a good thing I wasn't invited. I'm just going to assume everyone out there has no time. Apparently for not. themed birthday parties. We will speak for the crowd. Yes. And we will say no. I'm not going to dress up like Versace, whatever that means. Right. And I'm not going to dress up like a James Bond villain. Ain't nobody got time no. for that. Happy birthday, Noted. Joe, Joe Jonas. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, when we watch things on the Colleen and Bradley show, we got to find a way to tell you about them. So we're going to tell you what we've been watching. Holly and I both watched a show that's available on Netflix that we want to tell you about after this on My Talk 1071. Okay, so Holly and I have both taken advantage of 
our Netflix membership mm-hmm. to watch. It is Netflix, right? Yes. To watch a show uh, on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, did the morning show this morning. He's probably napping right now. Holly and I are here with you. And uh, when we take an opportunity to tell you about what we're watching, we do a little here's what we're watching live. You, you guys watch that television show together, don't you? Don't you, don't you? Team Cobra presents Here's, Here's What We're Watching Live. Okay, so you may have heard of this. I don't even know how long it's been out. It's a docu-series called The Family. I think it's only been out for a couple of weeks. Okay, well, good. Then we're right on the cutting edge. Yeah. Yes. So, okay, Holly, why don't you, can you give like a little thumbnail of what the family, because you've been knowing about the family for a long time. Because it's true. based on a book. Yes, it's based on a book. It, the book is called The Family, uh, The Secret Fundamentalism at the Heart of American Power. Now, that is a book that was published by Jeff Charlotte, who is one of the executive producers of the Family docuseries on Netflix. This is a book about the organization called The Family. They also go by the name The Fellowship. They also don't really like to be named. Right. Because... It is a secretive, fundamentalist, Christian organization that, if you watch the docuseries, read the books, do a little studying, what they're saying is that this organization is kind of at the seat of power in American politics, but in other aspects of geopolitical life you know what's so fascinating about this is like when when at, at first presentation you might you might think oh here we go it's another team cobra conspiracy theory mm-hmm. it's this is eye-opening this docuseries yes. and there is evidence of how far-reaching and powerful the ideology and the um what's the word what the family's all about. Yeah. And I do want to say that this docu-series is executive produced. One of the executive producers is the documentarian Alex Gibney. Now, you might remember his name because he is a name behind uh, many documentaries that have been at the top uh, the top of conversation in the past several years, specifically Going Clear. Yep. Remember, we talked about that Going Clear, Scientology, and the Prison of Belief. Now, we watched that on HBO when it came out in 2015. Uh, he also did Enron, The Smartest Guys in the Room, The Inventor, Out for Blood in Silicon Valley. So, there is some pedigree behind yeah. the making of this documentary. And clearly, kind of with the goal of exposing some of the underbelly of what we have just sort of taken as... I don't business. You know, is, yeah, business, like business as usual. as usual. Exactly. Uh-huh. That that this that there that there's this un, there's this undercurrent going on that is very much orchestrated by a group of of people, especially in this story, who have uh, the interest of power at heart. Yeah, and that they are deeply embedded in parts of our daily life that we don't even realize, specifically having to do with politics Mm -hmm. and it is bipartisan. So lest you should think that we are coming in to this uh, with some sort of party affiliation, this is bipartisan and it is fervently. So, yeah, you know, and one of the points that they make in this documentary uh, about the family called the family uh, is that it is nonpartisan and it is, they're interested in power in as much as they understand in our system that people come and people go. Yes. But what at the heart of it, they can stay. 
Yes, exactly. And what I found, okay, so I had like a few takeaway points as I'm watching this. And I, by the way, highly recommend that people actually watch this because I think it will blow your mind and you will see, you know, you might come in as a skeptic, but you will see actual evidence of where this has cropped up in our history. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I think is really interesting is the person who kind of is credited for getting the family embedded in our political system, basically said, listen, you are the the people who are in politics are the, are the chosen people. They do all of this under the guise of being a Christian faith-based organization. Mm-hmm. And I will say this as a person who has a fa- an active faith life, um, that I this is not the version of Christianity that most Christian Christians know. There is um I would say a misuse of scripture that helps hold up the notion that they are the chosen few and thus they are exempt from bad behavior. Mm-hmm. So even if they do something like have an affair that doesn't matter because above that affair above the the discrepancy in their personal lives they are chosen to be leaders and they can have those discrepancies and still enjoy the leadership and the power that they have been gifted sure and they will use and they will cite uh specific stories and other people yeah. in the bible as a way to you know hey, yes okay like that's that's all right that you uh, just uh, participated in that uh, nefarious behavior. Well, and I know that it feels really uncomfortable, right? Because there are two two of the things that we were taught not to talk about in polite company: religion and politics, mm-hmm. right? Right. And we're gonna and sex, frankly. And guess what? All three are present in the family. Yeah, all three are very present in this docu series. But I do think it deserves to be talked about because you start to see when you're watching this docu series again how. How much we have just sort of accepted things the way that they are without realizing what's underneath them. Here's an example, okay? Okay. How many years, my entire life, every year, there has been a national chair, a national prayer breakfast. Yeah, that has been going on for decades in Washington, D.C. Since so Eisenhower was in uh, charge. Right. And so your impression on this uh, annual event usually happens in February is yep. that it's uh, leaders uh, in our government coming together and having a moment uh, to uh, connect with spiritual leaders in the community. Is yes. that kind of what you would think was going on there? Sort of. Um, but what I've, what I've always found interesting about it is Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Aren't we aren't we founded on a separation of church and state? Huh. 
Isn't that part of our? Isn't that part of our identity? Not part of the deal. That's kind of part of the deal. (laughs) We talk about that, right? Mm -hmm. But I've always found that interesting. Well, guess what? The family is behind all of that, according to this docuseries and according to the book. And when you see how you will see the evidence of that, you will see the person who is cited as kind of one of the main leaders. His name was uh, Doug Coe being thanked by many presidents, sitting presidents during one of these national prayer breakfasts. This literally is an event that is put on by the family in an effort to continue to have the power that they have right with all of those world leaders in the same room together Mm -hmm. again because it's you know it's uh, maintaining those relationships over decades and generations not just the immediate relationships of whoever happens to be yes in a particular office at a particular time there's a big picture thing that's going on here and uh, the family this docuseries on Netflix presents the case for all of this in a very compelling way and uh, one of those I think that what you said Colleen earlier in the segment is that uh this is an issue this is about power yes this is about power and how people access power how people use power maybe how people abuse power too it is fascinating and i highly i mean i cannot even how it's like six episodes five or six episodes Uh, i believe it's five episodes five one-hour episodes fully worth the viewing uh just gets you thinking about things in a different way very interesting when we come back on the colleen and bradley show we've got some celebrities behaving badly and some people around celebrities behaving badly and uh, we're going to tell you who they are we call them D-bags after this on My Talk 107.1 Sometimes celebrities behave badly sometimes people around celebrities behave badly and we are committed to exposing them on the Colleen and Bradley show My Talk 107.1 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com everything entertainment Colleen Lindstrom Bradley trainers taking a night night Holly Roberts and I are here Bradley did the morning show this morning yeah so, so he he's literally is he's not take, with us he's right not now. with the fishes he's just <laughs> taking a little nice he's nap just night night right night, now night. Uh, but Holly and I are here with you until three o'clock and we want to tell you about those celebrities behaving badly we call them Douchebag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. We call them D-bags. We call them D-bags. Mm-hmm. You are correct. Yeah. Um, oh. So this, <laughs> this D-bag is going to uh, not Amy Schumer, but somebody who had a back and forth with Amy Schumer oh, um, on the online forum. Oh, dear. Uh, so apparently... Uh, Amy Schumer was talking on social media about starting a docu-series about her son, Gene. Which, by the way, I cannot believe that child's name is Gene Attell Fisher. I told you I thought it, it was, was a joke. real. That is not a joke. <laughs> it's real. Anyway. He's a um, cutie. He's, he's adorable. And I, I, I do love watching her kind of settle into mother motherhood. I think it's softened her in a little bit in a little way i mean she's still got the edge to her but it's made it less about amy schumer for amy schumer's sake and i appreciate that right so i'm like good good on you this is great anyway so she had this idea about starting a new docu-series about gene her son and uh her famous followers like rosanna arquette paris hilton glenn close were like all about about it but one commenter 
focused on something that had nothing to do with, well, had something to do with that, but not really. Okay. This is what the commenter said. I think you're great. I just feel like it's self-serving and overdone. Then she went on to add that she'd be much more interested in seeing a series on how Amy Schumer would cope if her son was on the autism spectrum. Ah, okay. I'd like to see a documentary of you discovering your mate is diagnosed with autism and how you cope with the possibility that your child will be on the spectrum. Ah, okay. I, this is from an anonymous Instagrammer. Yeah. So here's what I just want to go ahead and say. Please say it. Say it. As a mother of a child on a spectrum, on the spectrum, that child is a gift. What he, his autism diagnosis is just that, a diagnosis. There's no coping. Yeah. I love him. He's amazing. And uh, we have sought the necessary uh, treatments and different interventions to make life a little bit better for him. There's there's like a cloak of shame around this that makes it so that parents don't even want to get their kids diagnosed hmm. with things that are very um, a common and b like there there's so much hope for people who are on the autism spectrum or have some other sort of neurodivergent. Um, I, I don't even like the word disorders. But who are neurodivergent, there are interventions, there are ways to understand them better. There are ways to work together. The coping piece makes it sound like it's a death sentence. Yeah, like that it isn't that it's this burden that Amy Schumer has to deal with and that she's going to need to document this because for all that to share with other people. Yeah. And I'm not saying that there's not grief because there is. I'm not saying that there's not grief. Please hear that. Like, because. There, I there is a grieving process or a, a readjustment of the understanding of who the child will be. Mm-hmm. But the word cope, what Amy Schumer said was beautiful. She said, how do I cope? I don't see being on the spectrum as a negative thing. My husband is my favorite person I've ever met. He's kind, hilarious, interesting, and talented, and I admire him. Am I supposed to hope my son isn't like that? And that's what I thought was so beautiful is that this like when the the notion of a diagnosis takes over who you believe the person is mm-hmm. that's where we need to get right with ourselves yeah in society yeah it's not like that totally exactly so anyway i just i love her i love that she came back at it with this voice and um to that commenter i would just say maybe take a step back and take a look at the world around you and adjust your outlook Thank you. Mine is such a, mine is act, just such a slight d bag. Okay, compared so just to a that, slight d bag. That Instagram com- commenter was pretty d baggy. Yeah, I have I to just, say that was just, just that, that was rude. Yeah. Uh, uh, my d bag of the day, Colleen, is the Sun tabloid, specifically the Irish Sun. I didn't know that the Irish Sun had its own version. Neither did I. That was different than the UK Sun. But, I suppose there's but they suns do. everywhere. True. Yeah. The sun is out there. The sun is out. Yeah. Uh, but I'm naming them my D-bag of the day, Colleen. Are you saying they're the- not very bright? See what I did there? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, because uh, they were trying to push, and I think 
they were trying to push, other tabloids were trying to push that narrative once again that Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga were meeting up to have an intimate romantic getaway. So that was the narrative being pushed over the weekend by any number of tabloids, including but not limited to the Irish Sun, because they have photographic evidence of Bradley Cooper sitting at a long table in France uh, with some other people, including Bono. Oh, hi, Bono. Hi, Bono. He's just hanging out in France. They're in Provence. Uh, and uh, they're sitting next to a person with uh, long hair and a hat. Maybe a hat. I can't tell if they're wearing a hat, but, but it, it looks, looks like, like somebody hat. with long blonde hair Talk, s- talking and sitting across from Bradley Cooper sitting next to Bono. And it's like, oh, OK, well, duh, that's Lady Gaga, because in our minds, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper are still hot and heavy for each other. Yeah. I'd like to point to acting during Stars Born. Yeah. But I digress. Yeah. But here's the thing, Colleen, yeah. is that uh, in that photograph that we're checking out, that's not Lady Gaga. Who that's is totally it? not Lady Gaga. I mean, it um, is a grainy picture and it's from far away. And I think I'm more like I would be more interested in figuring out how Bono and Lady Gaga were sitting next to each other anywhere than anything. I feel like Bono and Lady Gaga are that echelon of star where they're going to casually encounter each other in Provence during yeah, the summer. That's just going to happen naturally. Yeah, but I also don't I don't know. I don't see them sharing a meal. Yeah, uh, well, it's Good not thing Lady you can't, Gaga. can't even imagine it. It's not Lady Gaga. It's an artist named Googie, who is 60 years old. Googie. From Ireland, who is male, and who is best friends with Bono. Oh my gosh. You guys. And the tabloids have gone bonkers. The tabloids have gone bonkers. You know, I'm going to retract my D-bag of the day, and I'm going to say that it's Lady Gaga's PR team. Yeah. For trying to make fetch happen when it was never happening in the first place fetch being that relationship between bradley cooper and lady gaga and that her people if we're to believe nt lawyer the person where we source our blind items for our blinded by the items segment that's 12 30 every day on the colleen and bradley show here on my talk 1071 listen to the segment and you will find that nt lawyer believes that lady gaga's pr team is the the entity that's pushing this relationship on us still. I mean, it was like wishful thinking when the movie first came out. Right. I get it. I understand it. The whole PR thing with A Star is Born was that it was mirroring the movie. Right. Like, that was the whole thing. It's like, oh, look, here's this story about, like, his falling star, her rising star, blah, blah, blah. And then kind of the same thing was happening off of the screen. And that was really exciting. And Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga have chemistry, no yeah, doubt. That, there's no doubt about that. We saw them sitting close to each other during the Oscars when they were performing Shallow. Yes. They've got that chemistry. But for the love, they are not... It's not going to happen. Let the dream die. Let it die. I don't know. Maybe Bradley Cooper and uh, Googie are going to like hang (laughs) out together. That was a rumor that they were going for. I mean, I get it that Gaga, Googie. I can see. Yeah. uh, Googie was in a band called The Virgin Prunes. Oh, wow. He lives in Dublin. He has a wife and four sons. So he's kind of taken right now. And he's best friends with Bono. Don't even get me started with that. Suddenly, I want to just hang out with Googie. Yeah. He looks like a cool dude. Googie looks like a cool dude. I see why Bradley Cooper's hanging with him. I want to know what Bradley Cooper 
and Bono are doing in France together. Well, see, okay, so actually, thank you. I'd rather, like, spend time on that storyline because apparently they're good buddies, Bradley Cooper and Bono. And I, I as a lover of Bono, I hope that there's a project in the works. Don't you? No? Just me? Yeah, that's okay. just you. I, I appreciate you, <sighs> Colleen. I appreciate your loves. Anyways, it's not <laughs> happening. Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper are so not, it's not happening. happening. And it's okay. It's, it's great. Yeah. Let, they'll move on. It all will be well. But you know what? I think that Bradley Cooper, frankly, needs to hurry up and move on because the breakup with Irina Shake did not do anything to stop that narrative. Mm-mm. So he's got to make a quick move somewhere. Yeah. To make this thing die. Yeah. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, never once to miss an opportunity to say we were right. (laughs) There is a new storyline being pushed by Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth. And it was exactly what your two fortune tellers, Nostra Dumbass, that would be myself and Bradley Trainer. Yep. Have come, had already warned you was going to happen. We'll tell you what's happening after this on My Talk 1071. Well, last week, Honestly, we could not get away from headlines about the breakup of Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth. It was like they'd been married for 70 years, not seven months. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, was on the morning show this morning. He's not with us right now. He'll be back with us on Wednesday. Yeah. He's, he's in, just napping. He's, he's in, in the realm. Yeah, he's in this dimension. Bradley's just taking a nap right now. But oh. we got to talk about Lily, And that is the relationship between Liam Hemsworth and Miley Cyrus. And Colleen, you and Bradley had this all right. So last week, you guys were speculating and deconstructing the breakup in the media between Liam Hemsworth and Miley Cyrus. And because to be fair, what we're more what we're more concerned with or what we find more interesting is not necessarily the breakup or what really happened, but rather what the media is trying to tell us or what they're trying to tell us through the media. Exactly. Because At the end of the day, Liam and Miley, two people who broke up. And if you've been in a relationship with any kind of person, a friendship, an intimate relationship, they dissolve for many reasons. Yeah, that's boring. But we're here for the media insight into the breakup and how they want to construct Liam and Miley's positioning in regards to their fame during this time of breaking up. Yes. So we made some bold predictions, right? Because the narrative that we were supposed to be believing was that Miley like went off and found a lady and that's that that like somehow was an affront to Liam's masculinity. Yeah. And uh, that that was the reason why the two of them broke up. And we put on our uh, our little um, what's it called? People like we got out our crystal balls. Yeah. We summer, summoned both our, of them. Yes, exactly. We, we dangled them. We just and, put them right on the table in front of us. Yeah. And we did what we do when we try to see the future. We call ourselves Nostradamus. Yep. And we decided that the next thing we would start to see would be stories that we would be put out about 
uh, Liam trying to do like dude like things. Like yeah. he's just gonna bro out. He's I'm just, just gonna totally bro out my rise of my rise of bloods in my brother Chris's house that looks like a mole. Crikey! Like we knew that we were gonna start to see some. I'm Bradley Trainer and I'm Don McLean. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this: A list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Stories trickle out about Liam Hemsworth getting his dude bro on. Meanwhile, we also knew that we'd probably see some stories about Miley trying to paint her as kind of a calm, collected homebody, just trying to settle down, true love. Yep. That kind of thing. Exactly. What did we see? Oh, lo and behold, Colleen, you and Bradley were exactly right because this. Oh, yeah, we need one of these. <laughs> You are exactly right, because those are the type of headlines we're getting this morning in various tabloids. Now, the story I'm bringing to you right now is from People.com. So, you know, if it's in People.com, they're very celeb PR friendly. Yeah. So this is probably coming directly from Liam Hemsworth's PR team. Yep. The headline, People.com today, Liam Hemsworth hits up a bar in Australia as Miley continues L.A. outings with Caitlin Carter. So right there, you've got both the positions in this one headline. So Liam Hemsworth right now, he's keeping his friends close amid his split with Miley Cyrus. He was spotted with pals at a bar in Byron Bay, Australia this weekend. Can can I hit the pause button? Yeah. Is that pal that he's with? Is that Scott Speedman by any chance? Huh. It looks a little bit like him, right? Could be. Okay, I'm just I'm gonna be doing that investigation while you go on. Please do that investigation. It could very well be. Because if Liam is hanging out with Chris and if Scott Speedman, does he have a role in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I don't know. Well, do your research. And I'm gonna tell I'm on you it. about Liam Hemsworth broing out at a bar out in suburban uh, Sydney, Australia. And this is um in in coordinates with him surfing, you know, doing some other yeah. Like, see, bro. he's broing he's out. Totally broing out. He's at a bar with his friends. He's surfing. He's doing all of those things that Colleen, you and Bradley pointed out last week that he would be doing right? to position himself and his quote unquote manliness in the face of Miley Cyrus allegedly, supposedly leaving him for another woman. Uh-huh. So we're seeing it right here in these tabloid photographs. Like there he. He is unkempt hair with a surfboard. Then he's hanging out just in a casual t-shirt and sunglasses outside of this bar. Yep. He's doing, he's living the bro life and she's like bringing her new gal home to meet mom and vice versa. Um, yeah, and I well, and then know, Miley. The yes. other story is so Miley is out in L.A. Right, the the headline of People dot com says that Miley Cyrus is going uh, out on various L.A. outings. 
with Caitlin Carter. That's like she's the, taking her around to her haunts. Yeah. So the two of them can settle down. Yeah. It's like what you do when you're about like three to six months yes. into a new relationship and you start introing that new person into the places where you normally like to hang out. Because when you're first dating, you meet on neutral ground yep. because you don't want to ruin your spots. Right. Exactly. But that's what Miley is doing. And she's doing it with her mom, Trish, driving the vehicle. Yeah. So Caitlin is being introduced into the family. Family, it, I I have a feeling she already knew Trish, her Tish, excuse me, yeah. Miley Cyrus's mom, because uh, she, her sister Noah Cyrus, has been commenting on some of these photographs. Yeah. So I feel like Caitlyn already has a relationship with the Cyrus family. Like she's already been in. Like she's already been in, but now the optics are yes displaying that familial well, close relationship. We just happen to see Tish and Miley driving around L.A. It's a big darn city. You just don't happen to be photographed. Right. Exactly. Somebody was paying attention to that because they were tipped off. Yeah. But, you know, the thing I think is really interesting to remember, because I had a conversation with my girlfriend about this over the weekend. Um, and, you know, I try to down, dial it down a little bit from my conspiracy theory position oh. when I'm in common, like in <laughs> common spaces. I don't know how just you because, do that. Well, it just sounds so aggressive to be like, it's all fake. And I just it's not <laughs> nice. But, you know, I also acknowledge that you know, not everybody comes at it from that perspective. So sure. we were talking about their breakup and, you know, I did say like it, I really, there's, I, I would be, it would take a lot of convincing for me to ever believe that there was a, that the release of this new song is somehow a coincidence. Thank you. And I also don't think it was like she rushed into the, um, into the studio and laid the track down. Yeah. Now the new song released on Friday afternoon, conveniently called slide away. The image on the cover of this single is a still photograph of a pool with booze bottles and pills floating in it. Yeah. And so this is all to go with this narrative that Liam, it was Liam's hard partying ways that led to the demise of their relationship that drove her away from him and into the arms of this What's her name again? Caitlin. Uh, Caitlin. Yeah, I almost said Sophie. It's not Sophie. It's Caitlin Carter. Um, You know, that's the narrative that they were pushing. And it did go a little too well with the song title and the song lyrics. And it, 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 you would have to really do some gymnastics to convince me that that wasn't all sort of choreographed. It's all really convenient. And and here's the thing. Speaking to your point, Colleen, that you try to dial it down. Just a little. The, the conspiracy theories when you're when you're out and about doing your thing. It's that this kind of manipulation of publicity has been happening since Hollywood has been around. Which is why so many people accept it, right? That's That's the reason why people take the stories at face value and don't do critical thinking about them. We do it for you. We, that's why we're here. Yes. We're your critical thinkers <laughs> that are also about all things Hollywood. Nostra dumbass. Yes. <laughs> Nostra dumbass. Uh, here we are with our predictions. Yeah. Um, but I do think we'll continue to see this line. Now, what will be interesting to see is, you know, if she is putting out another single, if the, if they try to continue to push this narrative in order, is she, does she have? A, is she going to put out a full album pretty soon? I don't know, and that's also the problem here. Again, we're talking about all of this. I think in one part because Miley Cyrus, 
the EPs and the things that she's been releasing have not gained any traction. No. Like this whole year, she's been trying and she's been putting out stuff, but ultimately they've been things that aren't resonating with the general public in a way that she did maybe five or six years ago. And so I think there's like a massive image rehab, but oh my gosh, they're working overtime because they've been trying to rehab her image since she was twerking with a foam finger. I mean, Mm-hmm. We're here for you. We'll continue with our uh, predictions. We'll continue paying attention and we'll continue doing the critical thinking so you don't have to. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what's the nastiest thing you've seen somebody do on an airplane? 651-641-1071. We conquer cancer. For the mom-to-be who is out of treatment options. For the doctor who has a brilliant idea but needs research funding. For the people who faced cancer head-on and climbed incredible heights while they were with us. For the children who celebrate the end of chemo. We conquer cancer for all who have been touched by it. Conquer Cancer accelerates breakthroughs in research and care for every cancer, every patient, everywhere. Join us at conquer.org. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.